Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This podcast is brought to you by... No one, no one. The man who was in last place at the end of lap one comes home to win the Sakia Grand Prix. Sergio Perez, wow, what a race for him and for racing points. Yes, Checo, P1, yes. <laughs> Lance P3, Checo, Lance P3. Oh. Miss Pitchless, guys. So stay ahead of the guys if you can, Checo, stay ahead of the guys so you can line up properly when you come in. Good job, guys. Luis. On the show this week, more drivers are catching the Rona. The threat is there once again for no Monaco, Baku or even Canadian races in 2021. Hamilton and Mercedes contract negotiations are still going on as George Russell sits back and starts licking his lips in anticipation. And I list the top five drivers under the most pressure in the 2021 season and much, much more. But it's now time to hand the mic over to the one and only, the big master sexy, the granddaddy of funk, the head P-I-I-M-F, Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right, ladies and gentlemen, it is I, your boy, Coldy back once again and welcome to the Park It In My Ferme show. My Ferme, she's open. You know where to park it. Don't be shy. Don't be coy. I'm here. Because this is the podcast covering all things Formula One. The news, opinions, discussions, controversies, results, scandals and much, much, much more. 
if it's exposed. No, we're going to cover it. We're going to cover all the exposure. And on this huge show today, we're going to talk more drivers getting the Rona and what that might mean for the season ahead. I'm sure the Hulk, Mr. Hulkenberg, is very interested in that news. The street circuits might be in trouble with Monaco, Baku, and the Canadian GP potentially getting cancelled. Day 496,782 of Lewis Hamilton's contract talks to continue. We take a deeper dive into it and find out what each side is looking to achieve there and why no news is good news for a certain Williams driver. And take a peek at the top five drivers that are under the pump for the 2021 season. The drivers that need to perform. Otherwise, they're going to be going quicker than Kvyat's girlfriend into the arms of Verstappen. So make sure you catch up today by downloading all the Parking In My Ferme episodes on your podcast streaming platform. Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Overcast and more. I want them all. And if you head over to parkinginmyferme.com to see the older episodes there and see what topics we've covered. Oi, you. Yeah, you. I've got a Facebook page as well. Head on over, slide into the DMs. I'll be waiting there eagerly anticipating your entry. And while you're there, give it a like and a follow. But first, the news. And when it comes to the news, we need that sweet, sweet news music. Ooh, let's go. Ooh, yeah. That sweet, sweet whistle western music. Bring it on. Not a lot of news to go through today, but we start off with the Rona. It claimed another victim recently in Charles Leclerc joining Lando Norris as the latest drivers to be infected. We wish them both a speedy recovery. I think Lando might already be out and about playing around. But we need to ask ourselves how seriously are people taking this pandemic? Because we don't want to see another season like we saw in 2020 with races being cancelled left, right and centre and Hulkenberg stacking in for everyone. Though that last one doesn't sound like too much of an issue in my eyes. But we're moving on. From the drivers are now focusing on the tracks themselves. The famous Monaco GP might be postponed or even worse, scrapped altogether. The issue is that these places face, and in particular Monaco, is that while the pandemic is still recording record numbers, the preparation for these stages and the setup time takes far more effort than a dedicated racetrack does. The street circuit requires sometimes months of planning to set up stands barriers and sometimes resurfacing the surface while dealing with the pedestrian life and normal traffic wear and tear. With the iconic Monaco circuit, the latest victim in the pandemic, we may see the race relocated to somewhere else, like a Turkey or a Portugal, who proved that last year they were able to step in at a moment's notice, or more than likely they double up at another weekend venue like Spain or Silverstone or worse thing yet they reduce the calendar by another race and go back down to 22 races I don't want to hear it hopefully it's business as usual with Monaco but we will find out more in due course and finally in news the contract talks are still going on with Sir Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes we will be going through that a little bit more in detail shortly And that's it for the news. Nice, short, sharp and shiny. It's like looking at Sonata. Adorable little 5 foot 2 inch body. Trying to climb in and out of a car. Not in a weird way. No, not not in a weird way. But uh, I think that's going to be it for the news. Time to move on. Pierre Gasly wins the Italian Grand Prix. 
Oh my, oh my, is that just wonderful? Oh my god, what did you do? What did you do? What? You did Oh my god! Oh my god, guys, we did it again! Oh my god, yes! B1 game, B1! We just won the race! David beats Goliath. Time now to talk contracts. Now, contracts are a weird and wonderful thing in the world of sport. From the outlandish size and length of some of them, Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, signing a half a billion 10-year deal. Yeah, that you heard me. Half a billion. 500 million 10-year deal. And even I would argue that was a steal for Kansas City for how good that guy really is going to be. But now, the bizarre contracts in sport too. The Bobby Bonilla, the most famous contract in sport. If you haven't heard about this one, it's the New York Mets baseballer who would forego a payment back in 1999 of $6 million that was owed to him by the Mets. And him and his agent negotiated that he then be paid $1 million each year on July 1st from 2011 through to 2035. 2011 through to 2035, a contract that is still going to this day and will be going for another 14 years. Ridiculous. But we've never really seen much when it comes to the contracts in Formula One. We see them, we know about them, but always in the back of our mind, we think these are billionaires and the drivers are paid what they're worth. It's a, it's a bit of money, don't get me wrong, but it's nothing ridiculous. Now, when the two Williams drivers combined are earning less than $1 million, and Hamilton himself in 2020 was earning roughly $40 million, you look at that and you go, well, alright, it's a bit lopsided. But this has all changed. Especially towards the end of last year. Even before Hamilton tied Schumacher for most drivers' world championships, we started speculating whether he would continue at Mercedes. Or whether he'd go somewhere else, or just retire altogether. It was sort of a given that we would continue with Mercedes, but as the days turned into weeks, the weeks turned into months, we all sat in our seats while other seats were being locked up for 2021. What's the holder? Why isn't Hamilton signing? What's wrong with Mercedes? See, what's happened in the last decade in sport, particularly in the United States, was a shift in power. It went from the owners having control, the billionaire owners, to now the players having control. The players demanding what they want, forming unions, and getting their way. And what's even more different in Formula One is that it's the driver, not drivers, that have control. As seats are limited in F1, it was always the thought, let's just replace the difficult and dysfunctional driver with another that is desperate for a seat. They'll be grateful and we'll be fine. What's different now is that the level of driver and the gap between the best drivers in the field and the worst drivers in the field is growing more and more. As these billionaire owners get their sons, trust fund babies, their own seats, then the skill gap is even greater. See, Hamilton is a phenomenal talent, and maybe only one or two other drivers on the grid can match him. The man was unstoppable in 2020, 
in what was his most dominant season, he was able to secure a championship early, take a race off due to the Rona, and play fetch with Roscoe while smashing out all of Michael Schumacher's racing records. But the biggest threat was this. What if someone else drove the car? What if someone else got behind the wheel and could prove that Hamilton isn't the reason for these victories? It was the car. Well, we got that chance. In Sakir, Bahrain, all of Hamilton's bargaining power went out the window as we discussed after the race on the earlier podcast. Go to the socials and check it out and catch up to date if you've missed out. But Toto Wolf is a genius. It's a win-win situation and the risk of all of this fell on Hamilton. If Mercedes give Russell a seat in the Hamilton Mercedes and Russell wins, then they can pay Russell a fraction of the salary and tell Hamilton to take a hike. But if he fails, it doesn't matter as they secured everything and can say, well, we already have the greatest driver in the world, it doesn't matter. We gave a kid a shot from Williams and we showed him what a real car is like. And as we know, George Russell did a remarkably well job. In what was the biggest clusterfuck of the 2020 season, Mercedes simply imploded on themselves and cost Georgie Boy his maiden win. But it proved that George was more than capable of filling Hamilton's shoes. So Mercedes' negotiating power got stronger. Hamilton wants $50 million a year and 10% of the prize money? Mercedes knows in the back of their mind that they can get George Russell for probably $5 million, and that's generous. That's giving him a lot more he's on now at the most, and maybe get the same result. George Russell is much younger, proved he can drive the car, so why not? New light has been shed that Mercedes may have Russell replace Hamilton as early as the 2021 season. Now, this has been reported by multiple sources, but again, we don't know if this is just them putting something out or they're actually being serious about it. Hamilton has said he only wants to sign a contract for one year, which makes a lot of sense with the new regulations coming in next season, making the competition much, much, much tweeter. So what's actually going on? Are we sitting back and watching the implosion that is Mercedes and Hamilton's relationship? Or are they just all fucking with us? One thing is for certain, we won't have to wait long to find out. It's now time for... Cody's Top 5. This time it's the Top 5 Drivers Under the Most Pressure for the 2021 season. It's a high-pressure sport to begin with, and some would argue that all the drivers are constantly under immense pressure to perform. But it's pretty obvious to the fans. There are drivers that are going to be done for by the season's end, if not sooner, they don't start pulling their finger out and driving better, or dare I say it, drive to survive. <laughs> Let's throw out the names of the driver under the least amount of pressure. That is Sir Lewis Hamilton. Some might argue because of the car he has to perform, but nah. He is the most successful driver in F1 history. He doesn't need to perform. If he fails, so what? He'll get a gig somewhere else. His teammate this season isn't going to be challenging him, but that's not what we're all here for. No, no, no. This is 
Cody's top five. Top five drivers that are under the most pressure for 2021. Five. Number five, Antonio Giovinazzi, aka the Italian Jesus. It was a toss-up between him and Lando Norris. Norris, with Danny Rick to race against, has a has a bit of pressure on him. But end of the day, he's a phenomenal talent and will keep his seat regardless. But the chosen one, Racing Car Jesus, is in a bit more trouble in the Alpha, underperforming, and with Mike Schumacher, George Russell, and Snyder, the other young drivers hitting the grid, it will be obvious that Alpha can find younger F2 talent to replace him. Four. Number four, Nicholas Latifi. Same reasons as Giovinazzi. He's been out-qualified by his teammate 10,578 races in a row now, it seems like. Only out-qualifying Aitken, who's been driving an F-car one time. If he can pip George Russell once or even twice, might be enough to save his seat, but the shirtless wonder of Instagram, what is George Russell, won't let that happen, I assure you. Three. Number three, Nikita Mazepin. Mazepin, the chesticle squeezer might have been able to hold on to his seat like he was holding on to an unconsenting titty. But things might not look good if he's unable to back it up. Yes, he has his dad's billions in his corner, but being paired up with the son of one of the goats will put that extra pressure on him to perform, and the margin for error is greater, especially since he just seems to be a bit of a shit bloke. Two. Number two, Esteban Ocon. He was able to get rid of Danny Rick off to McLaren, but now Fernando returns. He'll be under immediate pressure to perform and needs to start competing and at least being competitive with his own teammate. This is one of the drivers I can see losing his seat before the season is over if things don't change drastically. One. And number one, the number one driver to perform that is under pressure. Valtteri Bottas, the Finnish driver, needs to step up. Not getting close to Hamilton in the 2020 season with the same car, he was also made to look like a bit of a silly goose from George Russell. Valtteri will probably lose his seat if he doesn't turn things around this year or at least challenge for the title, but he doesn't have that demeanor, that want, that fire, the cojones. Looks like he's just going through the motions. I expect him to not only compete for the championship, but I predict Max Verstappen to outperform Bottas this season as well. So far, my prediction is going to be Hamilton, Verstappen, then maybe even Bottas third, could be fourth. These were the top five drivers that are under the pump for the 2021 season. What do you guys think? Head over to the Facebook page and let me know. I'll be just chilling. I'm hanging out. Give it a like. Slide the DMs if you're so inclined. And uh, we can we can just do our thing, you know? Just do our thing. They were the top five drivers under the pump 2021 season. I don't think they're all going to make it. I hope I'm wrong on a lot of them, but there's a couple of drivers I've listed there that I don't think we'll be seeing in Brazil or Abu Dhabi at the end of the season, mind you. Well, I'm tearing up. Is someone cutting onions because it's come to that time again. Thank you so much for listening, guys. It's enough for this week. I need to now go off and jump on Instagram and find more shirtless photos of George Russell to wet my appetite. 
If you enjoyed this show, make sure you follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Overcast. Many, 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 many more. And I'll be back next week with another episode. Go to parkitymyfairmate.com if you want to see all the old episodes as well. Read up on everything we have talked about. Until next time, rock on, kids. And I'll catch you all on the next episode. Good night. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.